Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Metroscope, an Intercom Radio Portland public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. Next Sunday, September 29th, if you're in downtown Portland and you see some people really dressed up riding around on cool motorcycles, here's what's going on. On the show this time, I would like to welcome Chris Sell and Austin Foster with a Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. Hey guys, how are you? Hello. Doing well. Good. So the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, this sounds fancy. Chris, tell me about it. What is the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride? It can be. It's a really great time for riders or motorcycle enthusiasts to get together, uh, ride for a special cause to raise awareness for prostate cancer research and men's mental health. And it's really just a good time on classic bikes. It's a global ride, so everyone on the exact same day, September 29th, is riding together. And we've got a ride here in Portland, Oregon. So it's motorcycles. It is motorcycles, yes. I have to admit to you, the first time I heard about this, I thought, it's bicycles, because it's Portland, right? Well, that's a good point. So Portland is a bike town, but not just bicycles. It's a really great motorcycle town as well. So yeah, we get together with classic bikes, and we ride around town. Is it only classic bikes? It is. We try and and focus on the classic bikes, have a little more fun with it, um, but we try and expand that out to... Motorcycles, scooters, anything that's kind of vintage or vintage-inspired. I know a lot of bike companies recently have really gotten into the classic look. So if you've got something new but looks classic, go ahead and bring it out. Join us. If you don't have that, feel free to keep uh, come to the after party that we're going to have and or help your buddy raise funds who might be riding a classic bike. How did this get started? It sounds like it was really interesting. It must got, had, has to have some good history. It does. It's, uh, it was a gentleman by the name of Mark Hawa down in Sydney, Australia, eight years ago. He was kind of inspired by uh, a, a look of a, of a guy on a vintage bike and, and wanted to kind of change the perspective of, of what a motorcycle ride might be. I think a lot of people think motorcycle ride that must be Sturgis and Harleys and leather. And um, this was something that was a chance to kind of change that perspective, do something good, ride around town and have fun. Uh, about the same time too, I think the cafe racer style bike was becoming very popular. And so I think that was kind of what sparked a lot of that. And didn't uh, didn't Movember also start in Australia or somewhere uh, other I than the November, U.S.? Movember now is in L.A., but I'm pretty sure they have a global presence, and I think that's some you know no shave no shave November is mm-hmm. definitely something that's become popular, and and uh, of course raising just awareness about men's mental men's health is has been pretty popular as well. Yeah, so this ride is kind of. Not in conjunction with Movember and No Shave November, but it kind of is the same theme, right? It definitely is the same theme, bringing that awareness to to men's health. And um, it's definitely a way for us to kick that off maybe a little bit for November. And it's also just something, too, where you've got an enthusiast group that like that may like to ride together or or want to get together. And it's it's a chance for people to maybe talk about something that doesn't always get talked about in kind of a more casual casual way yeah guys tend to not like to talk about their health yes exactly so i think this allows people to to open up and also do something that just feels good um i think a lot of people experience when they're on bikes that they're they've got that kind of community especially with a ride like this that you're you're around 200 300 people that share similar interests and might actually come from 
or have a similar background that they've been affected by by prostate cancer or, or another different kind of cancer or have a buddy that might have committed suicide and they want to talk about it or have those thoughts. So this kind of allows that freedom to all ride together and, and come together and and, uh, and kind of celebrate that enthusiasm. Yeah. Do you guys talk about it on the ride? Do you talk about mental health on the ride? We do, yeah. So we'll have speakers in the morning uh, before the ride and we'll talk about it. Uh, I'm sure I'll give a few, few uh, notes out to the riders. Um, and it's also just a good ride too if there's some people out there who haven't been part of a group ride before. This is an excellent starting ride for you. I think there's a lot of support. There's a lot of um, daily riders on the ride with us, first-time riders, first-time bikers. So it's a good time for, for really everybody to kind of come out and enjoy. How long have you been doing this ride? So Portland's been doing it from the very beginning, eight years. Okay. And I've been hosting the ride for seven of those. So over those seven years, what changes have you seen in the way that men talk about their own health? Um. That's a really great question. I think this started just as a just get together fun time. And then the year after that, it really became something that we can support men's health and do something good as part of the ride. So in 2013, that's when it really started to to impact Movember and start raising money uh, on a global level, but also locally too. Uh, last year, we had Dump Truck Strout. He's a kind of motorcycle celebrity. He joined us on the ride and emceed for us in the morning. And that was a chance for him to talk about his own PTSD from uh, from the military and in his life. And that was something that I think a lot of people connected to last year. And so that's something that we've grown then, obviously, from 2011 to now is a lot more awareness and people talking about it and being open and and, exa- and exactly that of just being together for the ride. Yeah, it seems like with guys, once you start talking about something and it, the environment seems okay then you kind of open up a little bit more. So this is really conducive to that. Absolutely. We'll have people, you know, raise your hand if you if you or someone you know has been affected by prostate cancer. Raise your hand if you or someone you know has been affected by suicide. And everyone's hand inevitably comes up because it is something that we all kind of, oh yeah, this is something that we can all start sharing and talking about. Yeah. Is it kind of become an emotional day? It can be, yeah. I think, you know, I've talked to people who either are prostate cancer survivors or or um, or, you know, have someone close to them uh, commit suicide and it's, it can get very emotional. But I think that's where, I think that's where the, the bikes come in because that's a, a bit of a release of yeah. let's go have some fun. Let's go, you know, shake this off, talk about it, feel, feel good about riding around. Were you always comfortable talking about your health? Uh, a bit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Has this helped you? It does help. It does help. I think it's definitely, I think it, you know, what really helps is the community aspect of it, of like knowing that there are others out there that, not only like to ride bikes, but you know, might have this connection to it as well. Yeah, I want to know what the ride looks like. It's called a, the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, so it's got to look pretty cool, right? It does. It's you know, guys show up in three-piece suits, and it's not. And it, it might be called the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, but it is for everybody. We have ladies come out, and um, they're pillion passengers with their with their partners, or they're riding on their own. Uh, so it's it's almost gotten to the point where it's fifty-fifty men and women on the ride and it looks like a lot of fun we've got guys that show up in you know vintage military uniforms on on old olive green bikes and um triumph they've always been kind of a classic styled bike they're a big global sponsor so it's we've got a lot of triumphs out on the ride as well and it it really it's almost like a snapshot of of in in time of kind of what what it might look like from the 40s and 50s riding around are there traditional biker wear when you think of the leather guy on the bike? Are they riding along too? They are. We get them. You know, they'll tag along. Um, I've seen you know Harley baggers on the ride, but they'll get all dressed up. And you know, I've seen guys in like 
what it might be even like what might look like a whole cowboy outfit of like leather and and they just having fun with it so i think that's what we really want to encourage let me reintroduce austin foster you're a woman yes have you done this ride before yes this will be my third year what's it been like for you um, I got involved because I think in, I think it was 2017, my dad, 2016, my dad got diagnosed with prostate cancer. Um, and being a typical male, he doesn't like to go to the hospital for anything. He's always coming home with cuts from work and he doesn't typically go in, um, to get checked out. And so he told me, I think two weeks, uh, after he had found out and I came home one night and he told me and, um, in my head, you know, I heard him say the word cancer, and I was like, oh, my God, my dad's going to die. Um, so that was really scary. But he ended up having surgery, like, six months later, and he is now a survivor. Awesome. And um, sorry, I get emotional. That's all right. Um, he is the reason I ride. Yeah. Um, I started riding on the back of his bikes with him when I was young. Um, Triumphs. He had an old 77 Bonneville, and now he has a 2007 Bonneville. Um, And so my first year doing the DGR, I actually hadn't started riding yet. I had passed my endorsement class, but I didn't have a bike. And so I rode on the back of his bike. And then I reached out to Chris uh, last year and just asked if I could help make it bigger and better and we could blow it up even more. Um, So he was nice enough to let me join in on being ride host. So this is going to be my second year doing it, and um, I really do it for my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Does your dad do the ride too? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's so awesome. So we get all dressed up and then he usually comes to my house and we ride there, ride there together. And yeah, it's really great. I also have a lot of um, history of mental illness uh, in my family with particularly males. I have, you know, some cousins and uncles and stuff who have struggled with that their whole life. And so it's just a cause that like is really close to my heart. Yeah. That's obvious. That's great. I can I picture in my mind what the guys look like on their bikes, but what do the ladies look like? Um, what do you wear? I actually just went shopping. I just got a new Calvin Klein white button-up, and then I'm going to wear suspenders. But you see everything. I actually saw somebody, I think it was a photo from Berlin from last year, and it was a woman in a full like dress with a blazer, and she was actually sitting side saddle oh, wow. on a seat holding on to somebody um, from last year's ride. But, yeah, you really see a lot of different things. I think the woman who won uh, Best Dress last year, she had a cute little hat on and she just looked like she was straight out of the 60s and I believe she's riding her own um, bike but yeah it's a really fun time and um, we definitely like don't turn around, turn down anyone so yeah. um, definitely come come out and support it. I kind of was envisioning a woman with this big flowy red gown like flopping yeah. in the breeze behind her as she's <laughs> um, riding her bike. <laughs> maybe less like 1930s gowns and more like think like 60s, 70s like vintage um, yeah. you know I don't know, like pleated patterns and wool and things like that. Yeah, um, I wouldn't cool. recommend riding in heels, but it's also kind of a day where everybody can interpret it different and like to each their own. And um, yeah, it's just, it's a super fun time and it's a really great community that we formed here in Portland. Um, last year we had about 400 riders and we raised, uh, I think about $15,000 in Portland. No, we were close to 30. Oh, just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I know, <laughs> I know this year uh, we're looking to, to, you know, surpass that so um we're hoping that we can get a lot of people to come out and then we've been lucky enough to have um the jupiter hotel they're going to be uh partnering with us and then hey love and we've got some great beer and cider sponsors and uh we're going to have you know just a ton of stuff it's going to be a super fun time so even if you don't ride you can come out and enjoy the after party and it's totally family friendly so 
It'll be a good time. We're talking today with Chris Sell and Austin Foster with the uh, Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, which is coming up. Chris, when, when's the date for this again? It's September 29th. And if you need any information or want to register a ride, that's gentlemansride.com. Okay. And is it kind of an all-day thing? How many how many hours are you out there? It is all day. So we'll do a ride in the morning, uh, and that'll be about, about an hour. And that's going to be nice and slow through the city. No highways. So if you've got a vintage bike, you're a little worried about the speeds. No need to worry. We're going to be going through town a little like a bit of a parade, make sure everyone kind of sees us and we'll try and ride around some of the neighborhoods in downtown and we'll come back to the Jupiter Hotel, which Austin said it will host a little after party for us and that's where anybody in the public can come and come enjoy, look at the bikes, talk to people and also just help us raise some money. We've got some awesome raffle prizes too that afternoon. Yeah, just going to the after party would be like stepping into a museum, I bet. It might, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have some uh, vintage bikes that'll be like on display yeah. Uh, in, throughout the hotel, and then we have all of Ninth Street closed. Um, so it'll be... And the Jupiter Hotel, what a perfect spot. Yeah, it's going to be their new hotel, the next one. Okay. Um, and then Hey Love right there on the bottom is going to be doing a lot of like food and drinks for us. And then we'll have Portland Axe Throwing. We'll be setting up a huge axe throwing cage. That was a big hit last year. Yeah. Um, and so you can come and win, actually, a vintage axe. My buddy won it last year. He had the best score. Wow. Um, but yeah, and it's just really cool to see all these bikes, like hundreds of bikes lined up throughout the whole street. Um, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so the we were talking before, when you guys came into the building that it was it's absolutely pouring rain, right? <laughs> we're recording this interview on Wednesday. Um, when it plays back on Sunday, it looks like it might be kind of nice on Sunday, but what happens if it's pouring down rain next Saturday? We've got, we've got a rain plan. Um, if it's just a drizzle, and we, I think we had a little bit of a drizzle last year, we'll still do the route, especially if it's, if it's safe enough to ride. And if anyone feels unsafe, um, they can always just meet us right at the Jupiter at the end of the, the ride. If it's pouring down rain like it is today, we'll, just, we'll cancel the route and we'll just go out to the after party. We really encourage, um, you know, maybe leave your bike at home that day if, it's, if it is pouring down uh, cats and dogs, but still dress up, still plan to spend a little money on some raffle tickets, and we'll still have a great time at the Jupiter. And you said this is a global thing, which was kind of funny because it happens in Portland at one of the rainiest times of the year. But <laughs> yes. ar- around the world, it's like nice weather, especially when it got started, where it got started yeah, in so Australia. Yeah, so because it did get started in Australia, uh, I think for them, it's their kickoff to, to summer. And for us, it's kind of winding down the riding season. I know I do see, you know, we talked about how Portland's such a great bike community. You do see those uh, guys and gals out year round riding. Um, but this is kind of like the wind down of the season for us of kind of saying, you know, time to say goodbye to your bike and, and put it away for the winter. How did you get into bikes, Chris? Uh, I've just kind of always been into bikes. I, <laughs> I uh, probably watching Tom Cruise and Top Gun riding. Yeah. And then uh, I actually, strangely, my very first bike was a Ducati in, uh, when I was in high school. That's, I started, I learned on a Rebel and then I jumped right onto a Ducati and Maybe not the best idea for someone starting to ride, but <laughs> certainly kept my enthusiasm up. And that was also kind of like a, it was just the start of kind of those vintage styled, classic styled bikes. Um, and so when Cafe Racers kind of became a, a, a style as well, I continued my enthusiasm. How long did it take you to meet other guys who were, and, and women too, who were into this? Um, that happened when I moved to Portland. I moved to Portland about 10, 11 years ago and was just looking for, I came from Chicago, which wasn't wasn't really <laughs> a great place to to ride around or ride with groups and so when i came to portland i was definitely looking for some sort of community that was into bikes and and found a group and started riding with them and that's where then probably about a year or two later that's where dgr started and i started riding with that 
Wow, super cool. Yeah. So this is a big fundraiser, the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. It's a fundraiser, right? It is, yeah. Yeah, so when you register at gentlemansride.com, you create a little rider profile that you can then share that link out to your friends and family to help you raise money. If you raise more than $200 on your own personal profile, you get uh, a patch and stickers, but then you also get entered into a raffle to win a brand new Triumph. So wow. definitely shoot for at least $200. We've got a couple local riders who are already over $1,000, which is fantastic. Um, but yes, this is a, a fundraiser for for the whole world to raise money for, for Movember, and we're shooting for about $7 million globally. We just passed... 20 million as a total for the last eight years, which is pretty fantastic. That's a lot of money. It, it is. That's it's definitely awesome. going for a great, great cause. And tell me about what the money does go for. You say it's for Movember, but what does that exactly mean? Right. So it goes to Movember Foundation. They split it up to the Prostate Cancer Foundation and also a lot of programming around the world for, for men's health. Um, they have a great score on charitynavigator.org. I think they're at like an 83%, and a lot of that's up to 100% for their programming. Uh, and and their uh, transparency on, on what they actually spend their money on. So I always, I feel very confident in that this money is going to a worthy cause. They do support a lot of uh, local charities that deal with men's health. There's a, a ride group I know that they support. That's a lot of it's Harley riders that were that are military veterans that they all ride together because of PTSD. And so that gives them a chance to kind of fund some programming for them and ride around the town that they're part of. And uh, I know there's local ride groups like that or, you know, local men's groups as well around the, the world that they all support. Where did the word Movember come from? Does anybody know? I have no idea. I have no idea either. Yeah. I, what I remember is just from the No Shave November. And so I feel like that it was like men's November, Movember, men's movement. That's kind of what I remember. Or but maybe like, because it's no shave, so maybe mustache right, and November mustache mixed together. November. I like yeah. that. Yeah. We'll go with that. Well, it's a cool thing. I try not to shave during November. I try not to shave any time. Yeah. But especially well, during you November. Well, you radio. You yeah. don't really have to You can't shave. see my face. <laughs> but it's hairy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, can anyone participate in the, in the ride? Absolutely. Anyone can participate. We do encourage you to dress up, get on your best duds, uh, bring out your classic bike, but of course, if you, if that's not possible, please still do come out and support the ride, um, raise help raise money, and join us at the after party. What's some of the outfits that you've worn in the past, Chris? Oh, I wore a, like a teal green suit one year. The button popped off because I went a little too fast after the ride. <laughs> um, that is fast if you're popping <laughs> buttons. <laughs> it kind of just sure opened up. I was like, oh hey. <laughs> um, let's see. I. Yeah, I just I think I've worn like a like a black tuxedo one year. Um, try and wear something fun and different each year. You know, a vest with tweed or something like that. Yeah. What are you gonna wear this year? Is it a secret? Gosh, I don't really know what I'm gonna wear this year yet. I have a nice uh, gentleman's ride tie on right now with my tie clip with my Sir Remington Silversteed uh, guy on there. I'll probably wear something like that. Wear a little something with a tie and yeah. Hey, do you wear a hat? Well, you have to wear a helmet. I've got my helmet. Um, sometimes I'll bring a pipe, so I got kind of like the, the like, pipe and monocle look. Sometimes, do people ever like adorn their helmet with cool stuff? Yeah. We uh, there was a guy last year that put a like an animal muppet over his helmet. I <laughs> <laughs> got a great photo of him. He had a, he had a nice suit on, and then over his helmet he had this bright pink and orange muppet, animal muppet. Uh, over his helmet. <laughs> so this whole thing is to bring better awareness to men's health, right? Mm -hmm. Can we talk about men's health? Like what kind of topics come up for discussion when you guys are doing this, right? Or, or what are you hoping for anyway? I'm really hoping just that it's a chance to start that conversation. I think a lot of people kind of live, live with it secretly, might even because it's prostate cancer, might 
just feel like it's not worth sharing or or that they don't want to share it. Um, so I really hope with just this event that it even just starts the conversation between people. I think, um, you know, when we ask people to raise their hands if they've been affected by by this and when they see the hands up, they kind of look around the group and, oh, you know, this is you know someone I can talk to. Um, I think a good thing, too, to know that prostate cancer is one of those few cancers where there's actually a cure. So if you are tested, if you're over 40, 45, get your PSA levels checked uh, just to be sure because if, that's one of the few cancers that there's not a lot of signs for it. There's no real lump to check for yourself. Mm-hmm. So it is something where you're taking a, a quick blood test to check. And if you if it comes out positive, awesome, because that means it can be treated. And so I think that's a, a big uh, game changer when it comes to this type of cancer. Do you find that men have a hard time talking about cancer in general, or is it prostate cancer? Because it's... That's think, not in the I most, think, yeah. it's yeah. in the weirdest I spot. I think that there's a stigma around prostate cancer. I know at least just from like observing my dad, he's a very like introverted, like humble person. And so just to talk about something that maybe is like, you know, it's not like you have lymphoma or uh, brain cancer or something. It is like in a sensitive area that mm-hmm. people don't want to talk about. And so, um, and especially like the healing process after is like pretty difficult. Um, and, you know, watching and helping my dad through that um learned a lot and so just if anybody can go in and get tested and if we can like just share this message to as many people as we can um internationally just to like go in and get checked it's an easy it's an easy test and um it is one of the more curable cancers so if you have to have any <laughs> this would be the <laughs> one to have and catch cancers it you and, can choose yeah and there's great um especially in portland up at ohsu there is a great um prostate cancer center um so we're in good hands here. In That's this awesome. Town. Yeah, OHSU is amazing. Yes, they are. So your dad's doing good. Yeah, he's a survivor now. That is so His, great. His uh, PSA is back to, back to zero. So it's very cool. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a couple minutes left. Why don't you both just tell me about the details of this ride? What's going on? Where is it? What day is it? Um, so the ride is September 29th. It's a Sunday. We're going to start at CC's Motorcycle Coffee. It's on Sandy. Drive um, by it every day. What was that? I drive by it every day. Yeah, it's a good spot. Um, yeah, so we're all going to meet there. Uh, show up anytime, anytime you want before the ride, you know, 10, 10, 30, 11. At about 11.15, we're going to have a safety meeting that Chris will lead. And we're going to have some ride leaders who will be throughout the ride helping, um, helping lead everybody on the course. It's about a 12.7-mile route that we're doing all around the city. Um, again, probably not going faster than 30 miles an hour. So feel free if you're not a very, uh, if you're a new rider or you're, you know, just dusting, <laughs> dusting off your bike for the first time um, in a while, uh, definitely come out still. It's going to be, it'll be very, very beginner ride. Um, so we're going to meet at CC's. The safety ride will be at 11.15 a.m. And then we're going to have kickstands up at 11.30. Um, we'll then be riding uh, down Sandy across the Burnside Bridge and continue the ride from there. And we'll be ending at the Jupiter Hotel. We're going to pull into 9th Street, and we'll have that whole street shut off for uh, parking. Uh, the Mandalorians and the Torquenches, which are two uh, groups of uh, riders in town, are going to be helping lead and then park bikes, um, which has been very gracious of them. They helped us out last year, so yeah. we really appreciate them. We couldn't do this event without them. Um, so we'll be having the after party at the Jupiter Hotel. It's their new hotel called The Next, um, and it'll be from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m., we're going to have, we've got eight different vendors right now signed up. We've got uh, New Church Moto is going to be there, Moto Corsa, Lattice, um, Wesco Boots, DN1920, CC's, of course. Um, 
Langlet's Leathers. So we've got a lot of cool prizes as well as a free night at the Jupiter Hotel and a free night at the Monaco Hotel for um, Best Dressed. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a great time and just a, a lot of fun. And then we'll be just hanging out from 1 to 5 doing raffle prizes. You can use the axe cage and uh, throw some axes and check out the cool bikes and just kind of hang out in a space where you can feel comfortable talking about men's mental health um, as well as prostate cancer. And it's amazing how many people you run into during this event who um, either have it or their dad had it or their brother or, you know, just even mental health in general. Yeah. So, yeah, Yeah. it's going to be great. Chris, what are you looking forward to the most? I always like the ride the most. Um, I love figuring out what the route is and then taking everyone through it. And there's been years where, we'll be you know, crossing the Morrison Bridge or the Burnside Bridge, and I look back and I see 300, 400 bikes, and it's just an amazing sight to see. Yeah. Um, so I really like the route. I think it's a great way to share with the city what we're all about, especially if people are, you know, we'll pass them on, the, they're on the line for brunch or something on a Sunday morning, and we're, they see 300 bikes roll by them. Like, <laughs> what is that? So if they look it up. It's, yeah, it's pretty it's impressive us. to see that, right? Coming in your neighborhood? Yeah. That's great. And fingers crossed for no rain. I know. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> okay. Well, this has been great. Thanks, you guys, for coming in. Thank you so much. Thank Harry. you. We've been talking today with Chris Sell and Austin Foster with a Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. Thanks again. Metroscope is an Intercom Radio Portland public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. If you're involved with a nonprofit or public affairs organization, or if you have an idea for an upcoming show, I'd like to hear from you. Visit MetroscopePDX.com and submit your ideas. You can also go to this station's website and submit your information there. Thanks for listening to Metroscope and enjoy the rest of your weekend.